Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Courtney Osborne, VP of Marketing at Weave, a tech company providing an all-in-one commission and engagement solution for small businesses. Courtney, hello. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you, Jeremy, so much for having me. So tell us about Weave. Yeah, so you mentioned we're an all-in-one communication engagement solution for small businesses, but what that means and what value we provide is we help businesses attract, engage, and communicate with their customers. So we try to provide a solution that removes the distraction of running day-to-day business so they can do what they do best, right? Provide the services and the products that they went into business to do and provide amazing customer experiences. So you know, from the fir- we like to say from the first phone call to the final invoice, we integrate hardware and software to help them grow their business. Okay, that's awesome. I mean, as someone who runs a small business, totally get it. Like you're you're just consumed with keeping things going day to day. All the things, right? All yeah. the things you're consumed. You're, you didn't go into business to be consumed by all the things. You went into business to provide the service or the product right. that you had the idea for. But then dealing with merchant services or dealing with texting and dealing with all of those things just get in the way of the core of why you went into business. So we try to take all that away. Yeah. And I mean, you sort of suddenly realize like, oh, I have to also be the chief marketing officer and the chief salesperson yeah. and everything. And right, like probably you, you didn't start unless your business happens I have to, to be, be an email marketing guru and right. I have to be a you know, a texting phenom and all those things. And we try to make it, no, you don't. Let's make it easy. Right. Right. I mean, you, you, if your business is going to work, you have to engage, you have to market. It's just, Mm -hmm. you're maybe not a professional marketer, right? And you're like, well, how do I, so we, you need solutions like we've that, and, and, and that's why you guys exist. So, so we know that you're okay. So your audience Small businesses, but let's get a little bit more specific. Do you guys, yeah. is it any small business? Do you specialize in different sectors? Yeah, technically it can be all small businesses and we sometimes do. I'm surprised sometimes by who uses Weave, but our primary bread and butter is service-based small businesses. Okay. So if you think of HVAC professional, dentists, electricians, optometrists, veterinarians, accountants, I mean, I could keep going. I mean, Usually it's service-based small businesses, but I mean, a jeweler has signed up for Weave before. So, I mean, I, I don't want to limit it, but that's usually our bread and butter is service-based small businesses, Got which it. is a lot of S's. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, and within those kinds of businesses, who specifically are you trying to engage with your marketing? Is it usually the, the business owner or if not, who who is it? Yeah, it, it typically... It depends on which vertical we're talking about, but usually it comes down to two primary engagement opportunities. It's usually the business owner. And in some cases, it's the office manager. Sometimes the Mm. business owner is that person, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people have it opposite where they're the business owner or in the case of a healthcare um, practice, the doctor would be the business owner or decision maker, but they have an office manager. Mm-hmm. In some instances, like electricians, that's the same human. But usually it comes back down to those two demographics. Okay. And as we were just saying, yeah. whether you're the owner or an office manager, I mean, really everyone in a small business is just constantly scrambling to to do everything. And so, yes. <laughs> so I'm assuming that's one of your challenges in engaging folks. They're just 
super duper busy already, right? Yeah. But you do, but you guys do connect with these folks. So how do you do that? What is it, what is it that you're doing that actually cuts yeah. through the noise to have real conversations with a, a super busy business owner and get them kind of talking about, you know, what's on their mind and how you can yeah. help? I think that it's about meeting them where they are. And that can be really scary and make you feel like you have to know everything. Like you just said, you have to know Facebook, you have to know whatever it is, but it's, it's through research, knowing where are they and let's meet them where they are. So that's the first thing is meeting them where they are, not trying to market everywhere, not trying to engage everywhere, just finding where they are and then, then providing value. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, eBooks, blog posts. This is something that usually works really well with us. They're usually looking for something and we're trying to provide value before asking for something. I mean, I always say you always have that needy friend that just asks and asks and asks, right? Once you become a customer, they just buy more stuff, buy more stuff, buy more stuff. Where we found to engage our audience and to find those people is to provide value before always asking for something. And that's mm -hmm. where we found success. Mm -hmm. So finding where they are, which can take time and a lot of trial and error. Mm. And then once we know where they are, provide value so that they're interested in you before they even know that you they need your solution. Okay, right. Give before you get that. That is give before you get. Yeah, that, that's just like one of the core commandments of modern day sales and marketing right yeah. of digital marketing for sure but it's so, a commandment that a lot of people still miss the boat on yeah and they still they still don't they still don't capture that they just want to splash with a with a coupon and that doesn't add value right because so. i mean value in a different way. I, I guess if you're not already doing it if, if it's a new concept it can seem sort of counterintuitive like just give stuff away like no we're a for-profit business like we sell stuff we don't just give our you know our best stuff away but yeah, but it is. But nonetheless, though, you, you do have to do that ultimately. Yeah. In order yeah. to in order to win. So, OK, so you said two important things there. Connect with people where they are. And and then once you find found out where where they are, provide value first, give before you get. So so where are they? Where do you find yeah. your prospects? Um, a lot was is Facebook. And a lot of people think that that is an old, old way to find people. I promise you it is not. So a lot of people want to switch, which Instagram and Facebook have a very similar, they, they are the same algorithm, right? <clears throat> and right, the same advertising platform. But Facebook is very, very used heavily by small business owners on a personal level. And mm -hmm. a lot of times with small businesses, their personal accounts are their business accounts. And so mm -hmm. we marry those two things. A lot of specifically HVAC professionals, electricians, they're heavily using Facebook. So that's somewhere that's really important for us that we stopped doing, frankly, thinking, oh, we're not going to get anything. And then when we started doing it again, we realized, wow, that's where they are. This is going to sound very, very um, old school, but direct mail. That is something that is, I, I keep saying old school, right? But I think sometimes we get so caught up in the innovations of marketing that we forget what used to work. Mm -hmm. And so direct mail, when have you last gotten a package and you kept that thing on your desk for how long? Because it was something that came in the mail and it was exciting. And the only thing we get is bills usually in the mail. Mm -hmm. So that's something that is also, I'm, I'm trying to think of, there's obviously SEO mm -hmm. and there's, you know, other things that are there, but those are two 
audiences or old school channels that yeah. we found a tremendous amount of success. Okay, with. well, let, let's talk more about that. First, I, I love that Facebook is now an old school channel. I mean, the company's been around for 15 years, maybe. Like, I know. <laughs> but you're right, though. In internet but you land, think about it, it's like, oh my gosh, I got to be on TikTok. And oh my gosh, I have right. to be on Snapchat. No, I got to be on all these things. It's like, again, know your audience. Right. There's not a lot of Gen Zers that have their own businesses. So you right. don't need to be on TikTok yet, you right. know, and you don't need to be on Snapchat. And so where did they start? And those are the people you need to go to. Yeah. Okay. So, so Facebook, so how exactly do you guys use Facebook? What do you, what are you doing there that's enabling you to find and connect with your prospects? Yeah, I think a lot of it is content generated, providing content, providing statistics, providing value, and then offering for them to have a download of that ebook. Sometimes we have a direct approach and just, hey, here is the problem and we're keeping their problem in mind and we know you have this problem. Get a demo today to actually solve it. I think that's another thing when you said connecting them with them, right? Keep their problem in mind. I think we always go as business owners to what our solution is. What's the problem first and then showcase your solution? Because if they see the problem they're having and they perk up, oh, great this person's there. So it's whether it's a problem of financial pain point, right? They need to save money or productivity. They, they need better productivity or process or support. You know, those are usually some of the problems that people have typically start with a problem. And sorry, I'm kind of going on tangent from your question and then provide your solution. Mm -hmm. But when you market that way, people will connect with their issues, not the issues that you have. And so yes. start with their problem and then follow up with a solution. And so usually on Facebook, that's been helpful in the audiences that we target with that. Okay. So. Right. And and that works because, I mean, I think it goes back to, to giving, to, to giving right first. Yeah. You're, if you, you're posting about problems people have, then it's about them, not about you. Yep. It's about them. And that's what people will connect with, right? When they see something that's relevant yeah. to their world, their working world. And so give me an example. What does a typical Facebook post look like? Yeah, usually it's statistic-based. I, I shouldn't say typical because we have hundreds running at any given time. But one of the things with that problem, so this would be to answer your question, uses statistic because people that have a problem sometimes think they're the only ones and that they can't they can't solve it, right? And so start with a statistic. Hey, 37% of millennials prefer texting. You know, are you texting up as your business? No, crap, that's a problem I have. And mm. I know I have, and I'm going to go forth. Or 60%, I'm making up these statistics because sure. all not all statistics are made up. But in this <laughs> moment, you know, 60% of HVAC professionals are using an online payment system. Like, are you? And so that might be a solution, a little bit of a shift of a problem, but they know they need to. And then that's something. So they they think that it's just their problem or they're not processing payments fast enough or they're not doing mm. something different. And they find out that other people have a problem too. It's much easier to connect and and build a community around that. Yeah, I like that as well because it's, if the problem you're pointing out is like too obvious, then they're 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 already like yeah yeah we we know we're already on that like that's you know you're not really offering yeah. much insight. But if it's something like that, something that's maybe in the back of their mind, or you know, and then they mm -hmm. see it, and it's like oh, 
and it makes it suddenly very much very much foregrounded or sort of clarifies it with like a, a pithy statistic yeah. then you've not only highlighted a problem but you've made it something that they actually feel like they need to deal with right yeah. and, and, and sometimes we'll we'll do it in a way that showcases one of our customers so mm-hmm. i think one successful campaign was we showcased that one customer using Weave made $20,000 on an email marketing campaign. Or one customer was able to save $300 a month by not sending out invoices via mail. Mm. And so by showcasing a problem somebody else solved, they can connect with that themselves. Right. Social proof. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting how human psychology works when it comes to this kind of stuff, like buying something or making decisions that I find, and I think this is just well-documented that even if you know, you have an issue, like something you probably should do, it's easier not to do it than to do it. And you'll only really do it. If there comes a time where you are persuaded that the cost of not doing it outweighs the cost of, of making the change. Cause there's a cost either mm-hmm. way. You're going to go through some yep. pain either way. Even, even yep. if it's just like, spending money to do something that ultimately is going to help you. At least that's the idea. Still, there's anxiety there, right? Is this the right choice? Is it going to work? There's, it's it's, yep. we're, it's costing money. We're investing in this. There's risk involved, right? Mm-hmm. But you have to, I, I think as a marketer, you have to persuade your prospects that the risk of not taking this, of not making the change outweighs the risk of making the change because the risk is there either way. Yeah. Right. And, and and I think like that's, and if you can get there and it sounds like you guys are really good at doing it, just posting a lot of content that gets, you're always getting there. It's always, sure. it's marketing is like a maze. You're, you go and you hit a wall and then you turn left and realize there's not a dead end there. Right. And you just kind of keep going through the maze to find the right path. So we're still getting better at it. And and as we were saying before, things are constantly changing with new technologies and even Facebook changes the algorithm, right? And then that yep. at least slightly changes how you have to do things, right? So, okay, well, yeah, go and ahead. I think as marketers, opposite of our thing, and, and we mentioned this, we tend to just gravitate towards that new thing mm-hmm. and we do abandon, whereas we, the majority are late laggards. They're not early adopters of right. technology. They're not... Um, early users. And so we need to take that bias as marketers to go and try the new thing mm. and focus on what has been working. Yeah. The shiny new object, the TikTok. Everyone's the on that. Penny. We must do it right now. Yeah. Eh, probably not. Yeah. I mean, it don't, like you said, yeah. it only makes sense. Is that you where- You can try it by all means, but don't abandon what's been working. And I mean, do you, are you doing it be, based on any actual data? Like, do you know that your prospects are there? Like you said, I mean, if if your tribe yeah. is is on there, then by all means. But if they're not, then are you doing it just because it seems like the latest thing? That's probably not a great reason. Thing, yeah. Probably not yep. a great reason. Yeah. So, okay, Courtney, final thoughts. What's something that you've learned over the past couple of years or just throughout your career that you can share with our audience to help them better engage their audience? Yeah, one very simple thing 
is to walk through the experience of your brand yourself. That's what came to mind. Both meet them where they are and walk through the experience. And what I mean by that, it's we tend to provide a service or we provide something as marketers. But have you actually tried to go and order something on your website, Mm. walk through the ordering process? What is it like to get communicated? What's the follow-up process? And so that would be just something I've learned over the years that when I feel stuck or we're, we're getting an increase in support volume or whatever the problem is, I go back to say, what's the experience? I'm going to walk through it myself and I most likely am going to find ways to better engage my customers. I'm going to find ways to better create a better experience that they're ultimately going to come back to me. And so, you know, Google your business, start there, mm. say, hey, if I were looking for, you know, a podcast service, you know, Google it, yeah. find out if your business page is up to date, um, put yourselves in their shoes of the experience they would have to go through. And you will always find ways to better engage your audience by doing that. Yeah, that oh, that's a great idea. I love that. It's like so simple, so obvious, so and yet simple. and yet I bet a lot of people don't do that. I d- I definitely don't do that enough. Yeah, and the bigger you become as a company, the more siloed your responsibility becomes, right? right. And so, as a marketer, your job is to market your brand and get more more customers and get more leads. You know. Yeah. But have you thought through the whole journey? Because there may be an opportunity right in the middle of their journey to mm. market to them. And you didn't even realize it. Right. And so yeah. it's so simple, but simply customer journey mapping yourself has been hugely beneficial for me and building an engaging brand. Yeah, that makes total sense. Step back and get the bigger picture and and, mm-hmm. and take yourself out of the fray for a minute get the big go through that process and actually with a totally open mind, right? Be like, yeah, how, how can totally we, appro- how mind. can we improve any room for improvement anywhere along the way? Yeah. yeah. Great, great. Idea. I, I always call it undercover boss. It's a very small, <laughs> like sometimes right. it's a really, it's only one part of the journey and sometimes it's the whole, but in a non-threatening way, do an undercover boss and walk through that. And even if you're a sole proprietor, do mm-hmm. it, do, you know, walk yeah. through that yourself and, and criticize yourself and you'll find more ways to engage your customers, which is what we're talking about. Right. Well, I, you know, it's, I I guess it's a little similar, like with our clients, I'll say the best way to improve at say being a podcast host is listen to your own episodes. As painful as that may be sometimes, you know, listen to go back a a couple of months, listen to what you were doing. How do you sound? What could you do better? You know? And then, and then do that constantly. And it's, again, it's easy not to do it because you're busy. And also it's, it can be tough sometimes to kind of come face to face with your weaknesses, but ultimately, ultimately that is the single best way to improve just to be honest with yourself and be like, okay, I can be better at that. Who, who doesn't have things they can't improve, you know? Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's about improving, but it's also about infusing empathy into your journey. And that is the ultimate, you know, I guess, trait to be an engaging brand and engage with customers is, do you have empathy for them? That's what they want to feel. And so you can improve the process, but infusing empathy into that process, you know, will better engage them because they feel like you're talking to them. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's really what empathy is, right? That, that I think sometimes we think of empathy as like 
feeling sorry for people or something, but it's not. It's just understanding how other people think. It's just mm-hmm. having deep insight into people's thought processes and being able to communicate with them because you just, un- you get them, you understand them. Yeah. And obviously that's, uh, mar- I mean, marketing is all about that. It goes back to what we were saying, you know, give value, but, but it's not just give anything. It's what you give has to actually make sense and connect. Like we were talking about before, it has to speak as directly as possible to their world, right? To the world of your prospects yeah. and what they're going through day to day. Absolutely. Yep. You nailed it. <laughs> I nailed it. Well, you nailed it too. Courtney, thanks so much for nailing it and for a great conversation. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. It was awesome. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.